0: Hey friends, you're listening to Be Fearlessly Authentic podcast. This Advent, you'll hear daily inspiration to draw closer to God as we remember how He drew close to us that first Christmas so many years ago. Grab your cocoa, light a candle, cozy up, and let's embrace God's presence and promises this holiday season. Welcome to day two of Advent. Yesterday, we reminisced on how God is our great news, good news of great joy. And I don't know what kind of news you need, but I do know that God gave us the best news possible in his son, Jesus. And I hope that yesterday just helped you really embrace that reality. But even if you didn't, I just pray that throughout this season, God will continuously remind you and show you new ways that he can be the good news you need today. But today we're diving into actually taking a step back. Sometimes I think that we want to launch forward and see everything that God has for us in the future and we want to focus on the present, but it's really important to recognize who God has been for us in the past. Jesus is the creative creator and it's really magnificent to think that the God who put all of that beauty out there is the God who looked at the world and said, something is missing. And so he created humanity. So I wanna take it back to the beginning because I think that sometimes we get everything out of alignment in thinking that all the way from the beginning, Adam and Eve sinned and everything was just a mess since then. And where was God? Well, when they sinned, He kicked him out of the garden. What kind of good God would do that? How is that grace filled? I think we have to remember today, day two of Advent, that in fact, I think the way he responded to them was the most gracious thing he could have done. To grasp the beauty and awe of the gift of Jesus at Christmas time, it's really important to go back to the beginning of time to remember that God's plan was set for all of it. In the seven days God created the world, he made water, sky, land, plants, birds, fish, mammals, reptiles, and humans. Literally everything you see, feel, touch, hear, and smell in nature is all because of God's creativity. And when he finished creating, he said, this is very good. Everything else that he created, the land, the sky, plants, all of that, was good. But when he created humanity, when he finished creating us, he said this is very good. God is so proud of what he created in you and me. And I don't know who needs to hear that right now, but I want you to know that God looks at you today, every day, the days that you mess up, the days that you curse God himself, the days you yelled at your kid and really wish you could eat your words. God still looks at you and says, I love you. But then even when he ascended back to heaven, he didn't leave us. He stayed with us through the Holy Spirit. But things definitely got messy. If you remember this first section of this Advent Miracles in the meantime is all about remembering how God meets us in our messiness. And well, we all know the story of Adam and Eve things definitely got messy. So I wanted to actually just take some time and read from Genesis 3. So you know in Genesis chapter two, God said, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Someone came along and decided to question God's motives. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, delights to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves loincloths. As we come to the end of chapter 3, this is the account of God driving them out of the garden. The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. We did not need to be clothed. We felt shame when sin entered the world. And God didn't look at us and laugh that we were feeling shame. He clothed them. And I think that that's a really important thing to understand about God's character. Because even when we don't need it, but we fear things or we are uncertain of things or we feel shame, God doesn't laugh at us. He doesn't tell us to get over it. He clothes us. The next verse says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat, and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and the flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That was the most gracious and caring thing God could do. He didn't look at what they did and go, Oh, shame on you. You definitely can't live here anymore. No, he looked at what had happened and he realized that if they were to eat of the tree of life at any point after eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, with the tension of knowing good and evil, with that weight of shame that came when they had eaten of that tree. And God looked at that and said, no, his plan from the beginning was not that we would feel that weight because that is his burden to bear. So instead of allowing them to potentially eat of the tree of life, which was actually a good tree that they were able to eat from, he realized that that would cause a ripple effect of terrible consequences, and he wanted so much more for humanity. He wanted so much more for you and me. God recognized the weight of what life would be like for humanity, knowing good and evil, facing the sinful nature within us. And having to live forever like that. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful he banished Adam and Eve from an eternity of knowing pain and suffering. And the beautiful, beautiful truth is that even when things got messy, God had a plan. He knew all along that the plan was not for us to bear that burden alone and to bear it for eternity. He knew what was best and he was ready for the redemptive promise in his son Jesus that would come many years later. There are many, many stories throughout scripture and throughout history where we can see God's absolute grace wrap around the messiest of humans. We'll get to some of those stories in later days of Advent this year, but I just want you to think about this beginning of time moment and maybe think about a time where you messed up. There are consequences for our sin, but sometimes I think we overlook the protection of those consequences and i think that through this act of grace in sending us out of the garden god was revealing one of the greatest characteristics of who he is in that a he always has a plan even when we mess up he has a plan and it's greater than anything we could ever come up with on our own b his plan is full of goodness and grace even from the beginning He knew what we would choose and he had a plan. And that plan may not have looked exactly how we would want it to look. I'm sure Adam and Eve were not happy about being ejected from the garden, if you will. But in that, there's still this beautiful truth to the plan that God had. And the grace that started back in the garden is the same grace that continued all the way through the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem and all the way through His death on the cross, and still all the way through him rising again, him ascending back to heaven, him sending the Holy Spirit to be with us, all to point to the ultimate hope and grace that one day we will be with him forever, not knowing the pain of this world. Because of him driving Adam and Eve out of the garden, we get to live an eternity with him where we don't have to face the evils of this world. It's the hope that is so much greater than this world, because you may be waiting for good news from the doctors, from a friend, from your bank account, but God has good news that is so much greater than all of that. And his grace, starting at the moment we were created, even shown in sending us out of the garden, carries all the way through time and into eternity because he cares for us. That's the promise of grace today, friend. Once again, I'm going to share a nice instrumental song at the end of this, and I just encourage you to take whatever it is you need right now. If you need time to pray, talk it out with God, go for it. If you need time to journal and just gather your thoughts, that is what this space is for. If you need to just shut this off, end right now, and go to the next thing God is calling you to, that's okay too. I just want to create this space for you to have to reflect on what God is trying to show you today on the second day of Advent. And I'm praying that whatever little bit of goodness and grace you need to see in God today, that this would just be a spark of something new, of new life within you.